Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I'm in a parking lot behind the Fox Theater with the members of the Lemon Twigs. I'm Brian Diderio. But what do you do in the band? Uh, we play all the instruments between the two of us in the group. At this point, people only know it's you in the band, so who's the we? Me, I'm Michael Diderio. I play uh, uh, all the instruments in the group. And, um, Except for the ones that I play. Yeah, well, we made an album called Do Hollywood, but... You did, and we're going to talk about that in a second. My first question was going to be, because brothers and music are often famous for feuding, but you guys, before I turned on the tape recorder, before I turned on the recorder, you guys full-on hugged. <laughs> you heard it here first. Go yeah. alert the press. Yeah, yeah, we hugged. What? So what? What's so what? <laughs> Ask me about it. What? I think that's wonderful and beautiful. I'm just mentioning it because my opening question was going to be, what was the biggest knockdown dragout fight you guys have had over music? Um, this wasn't over music. And it doesn't matter. I guess, Okay, so now we don't have as many music-related fights because if we start to have a disagreement while we're recording something, uh, one of us just leaves, and that, you know, breaks up a lot of uh, potential fist fights. But there have been, uh, you know, there have been a number of arguments when we're, you know, in the heat of uh, creation. So, what was your biggest knockdown dragout fight over creating music? I'd have to think about it for a little bit. Uh, you can go to Brian for a minute. There have been a lot. I, I don't know. I because usually we just forget usually. about it right after because we. Uh, usually, what happens is like I sort of like strike him we we will like be fighting like just verbally and i'm very sensitive so he'll like say something that gets me right in the heart and then i'll like i can't, i know that i can't get to him the way he gets to me so i strike him and um then that leads to like even if i don't do it that hard he like then we'll have a real fight but well, it was. I mean, we, we've broken a lot of stuff. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything. What's the strangest object that's been broken over a bite of the lemon twigs? The shower door. Like yes, it was uh, a, a big glass uh, shower door, one of those sliding doors, and I kicked Michael into it, and it it came out of place, but came it didn't out of break. Frame came out of the frame, and then we both. After we had it, it had blown over, we both carried it outside because we we couldn't use it anymore. Yeah. Um, and then right when we placed it down on the sidewalk, it sh- shattered into a million pieces. Yeah. And so it was we had to so clean up glass. the glass together. So what was this fight over? I, oh, I don't remember. I wasn't listening to him or something, but that that's all. Yeah, he like wasn't it's listening. Never... We were on our way. We were gonna go somewhere in the car, and he was driving, and it, he wasn't like paying attention to me. And I just, like, probably hit him in the arm or something, and then we, But uh, since that one, it's been smooth sailing. Yeah, we haven't had anything that bad in a while. After that one, I was just kind of like, we can't. This is, like, we're getting too old for this. I certainly hope so. Here's the important part. How did you guys make up? Um, We don't make up, really. We just... A lot of people make up, and I think we're we're bigger than that. (laughs) Yeah, we have a understanding of we have a system we understand why we would have done the things that we regrettably did 
so we there's just no there's no need forgive to forgive each other right you know, there's no there's no use in like you know harping on it yeah or like uh, he doesn't need to we don't need to, I don't need to like humiliate myself and say like oh I'm so sorry because he just gets it you know he well, already that, knows that I'm sorry I mean I usually say sorry just as a courtesy well yeah but... we'll say sorry as a courtesy but we but but that's not what I mean okay the important part the important part guys is that you eventually <laughs> the important part is that you eventually get to a point where you share long tender brotherly hugs like I just witnessed literally before I pressed record so now that we've got that out of the way I want to play a track by the Lemon Twigs I'm going to play these words so I would love one of you to introduce this track to listeners who maybe have never even heard of you guys before this is a track the fifth track on our record Do Hollywood and uh, it was one that uh, was a lot of fun to record and here it is these words
Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard these words by the Lemon Twigs. I have both of the brothers standing here next to me. They're whispering to each other while I say this. I had Brian talk about it beforehand. Now it's the other brother's turn. This is about these words. That song is a song that Brian wrote. We recorded the whole record at our friend Rado's house, but those the vocals we did at our house. It's a cool song. It's probably the catchiest one. This was probably one of those songs that could have been just like a very um, basic sort of uh, ballad or something. But then we stuck this whole... uh, Am I allowed to use the... I would appreciate it if you kept your language relatively tidy. Okay, the... Then... uh, We added this jazz section that really kind of came out of, uh, I think, me and Michael playing it with me on piano and him on drums. Because I think there's like kind of a groove behind um, a lot of the song that came after I initially wrote it. So, the story behind this record is that you guys tweeted some links of your demos to a member of Foxygen. Tell me more. Uh, We tweeted him some links to songs that didn't end up on the record. Who is this him? Jonathan Rado. And uh, he uh, liked it, and it was kind of the first uh, bit of, like, kind of positive feedback we got from someone that wasn't you know, had no reason to like it, you know, a family member, friend. Um, so we were completely over the moon because we loved Foxygen and still do. You know. For those who don't know, describe Foxygen to somebody who's never heard of their music. Um, I guess it's just uh, good songwriting and uh, it's rock and roll music. Um, Here's a better question. Why do you guys love Foxygen so much? Because the, 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 nobody, uh, I mean, a lot of people don't care about writing good songs and uh, their songs are entertaining through and through. I don't know. I, I guess what I like about it is, uh, um, I don't know. We, we covered it, man. It's just, it's good songwriting. I think, I think people pay attention more to, uh, they cover up the songwriting even. They, they make it really fast or they make it like they not ca- them, cake it with other, no other I mean people. I mean other people like cover it in reverb you know they, they make it they make it so uh, more so of a that's the least that's the least important thing you know but it's the it's the it's the most important thing in the background while you're talking about Foxygen I'm gonna play a Foxygen track so I'd love you to pick your favorite one and I'll play it um I'll pick um, I'll pick one of the slow ones because it won't come through that's good advice. I'll pick. Like if you do, if you do, I don't have anything. You won't even be able to hear the song. Okay. Um, Brooklyn Police Station. And why do you like Brooklyn Police Station by Foxygen? It's a great sounding track. I like the production on it. Good rock song. Really good energy. So you guys were working with Jonathan from Foxygen on the record. So tell me what magic he brought to the record. Do Hollywood. Um, just, I think it was a lot of like following through on our ideas, um, knowing exactly what instruments to use with what parts. Um, so maybe break it down and give me a specific example. In the song, Baby, Baby, there's, uh, on the demos, we recorded the instruments, the synth parts with an iPad. Now I'm feeling ooh, ooh, 
demos, we recorded the instruments, the synth parts with an iPad, you know. And he had a lot of different organs to, to choose from and stuff. And he just picked the right ones and he knew how to manipulate them as well, you know. We didn't have to experiment for a super long time. Yeah, good instincts. You guys both had five songs you wrote for the record. Did he work with you guys differently? No, actually, it was pretty much the same. It was just allowing the primary songwriter to lay down all the parts that they had in mind, and then the other, you know, per- person would uh, lay down any additional ideas that they had. Most of the uh, recording started with just me laying down the drums, or then one of the songs, Brian laid down the drums. So it was a pretty similar process for every single song. Cool. I think that we should play another track by The Lemon Twigs. I'm going to play I Want to Prove to You. That song was written by Brian, so I'm going to let you talk about it first. This one was uh, definitely the first, if not second, song we wrote for the album. And because of how I think pop it is, there's a different bridge. The bridge has a different feeling than the rest of the song. It's more of like a musical theater type thing rather than like a 60s pop thing. So I think that set a precedent for the rest of the album to be able to explore different things in a three and a half minute pop song. I wanna prove to
Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard I Want to Prove to You by the Lemon Twigs. That song was written by Brian, but guess what? It's Michael's turn to talk about it. I remember when Brian wrote this song, it was a uh, joke. And uh, I think you're doing like a fake Italian thing for the chorus. It was like... Uh, how does the chorus go? It was like, baby, why won't you love me? Probably something like that. Yeah, I don't, it was like, uh, doo-wopy, I don't know. I, I remember when he wrote it, we didn't think it was going to be a real song, and then Rado was kind of telling us that we should write songs like... Uh, and Rado is? Jonathan Rado from Foxgen. He was telling us we should write more songs like, uh, like the stuff that we loved the most in the world, which was... Did he say that? Yeah, he was telling us, just write ten great pop songs. Yeah. A direct quote. He said, just write ten great pop songs, and we were writing things that were farther out or something, and we weren't even that good at it, so we went back to our roots, and that joke idea became one of the most successful songs on the record. So, you guys come from a musical family. Your dad is a singer, songwriter, producer, and a sessional musician. You guys are really rare in that you grew up seeing music as a viable career. We never really looked at it as a sort of rebellious thing. I think we just looked at it as kind of a very natural thing to do. I think it helps us not be kind of overwhelmed with when it comes to making another record after releasing this one and stuff and if there are any like expectations or something because we'll just continue to do what we've been doing our whole lives and I think other bands kind of may have to learn how to do that a little bit but we've been used to um, doing a collection of songs and then kind of writing it off and then doing another collection and then writing it off for a long time now so you said that your mom was just as big an influence as your dad because she wasn't jaded about music and i want to hear more about that well she likes so much stuff you know like my dad likes a lot of stuff as well but the bands that he really liked when he was young he got super into and knows everything about them whereas my mom kind of like learned uh a little bit about a lot of stuff that was going on i think anything that we brought that my dad hadn't heard or whatever uh, that we brought to our parents' attention. My mom was more open to uh, all these new bands and bands like that were a little too heavy for my dad even and bands that were a little too, you know, not cool for my dad even sometimes, you know. Also, she was, uh, I remember she would like go to a store and like she'd be like, you know, I don't know, like I remember she came home with like White Stripes CDs and Radiohead CDs and stuff. So it wasn't just old music that she liked, you know, which is cool. You guys are hardcore Beatles and Beach Boys fans, so I'd love each of you to take one of those bands and tell me the era of their music that you love the most and why. Um, I'd say for Beatles, uh, probably Revolver to um, White Album, I guess. I like early at the moment, but it's just at the moment. With the Beatles, we know so much that whatever you haven't listened to in a while is what you like the best because you get so bored with things because you've listened to them so many times. The Beach Boys, I'd say um, Pet Sounds to uh, Friends. Wow. That's 66 to 68. That's like, you know, probably the golden era, but it's my least favorite to listen to at the moment because we listen to the heck out of it so listen to the late Beach Boys or the early Beach Boys for me in my case at the moment I like the early Beach Boys because I'm into like simpler rock and roll just right now because probably because we've done so much stuff that's overcomplicated 
And then uh, Brian, I think at the moment, probably late Beach Boys, right? Because, uh, yeah. You've, I mean, I know your favorite is the, the middle, but you've listened to all of that a lot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Succinct. Almost too succinct. All right, I think that it's time to play another track by the Lemon Twigs. I'm going to play As Long As We're Together. Now, who wrote that one? Me. Well, then, how about you talk about it before we hear it? Me is uh, Michael, and I wrote it about a girl, and I think it was my first... Uh, well, no, I wrote some good songs before that, but it was my first good, like, ballad, I think, and uh, it's like an honest song, you know? I, I hadn't written that many honest songs. Somehow I'm standing in your room without my boots With your spider in my hand and I look at you And my skin's red Yeah, arm to arm and thigh to thigh Even though there's plenty of room And I look like an owl You think that's just fine It doesn't matter anyway Like an hour 
show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard As Long As We're Together by a band called The Lemon Twigs off their record, Do Hollywood. We heard about this song from Michael. Now it's Brian's turn. That was the first song for this record that I think Michael demoed. Actually, second song that he demoed. And it was, you know, he demoed it on our 8-track. So it was one of the first experiments we had working on tape which, you know, is a much different process from what we were used to doing before. You're so quiet. That's what I have to say about it. We're talking today about your record, Do Hollywood. It's being called your debut record. Like most first records, Do Hollywood wears its influences on its sleeves. The challenges of making a retro-sounding record is sometimes the artist might feel a responsibility to add something new to the genre that they're working in. What do you guys think about that? We were just trying to follow through on what was best for each particular song, so there were no conscious efforts made to kind of skew the what it felt like a song needed just to try to be original because I don't think people that really are originals really try to be originals so we weren't gonna try to force anything I don't think there are any challenges you just record what you are thinking about and like to do most ACDC albums sound the same and they're still considered good and everything you know and I think I mean not that's not that doesn't go hand in hand with what I'm saying but it helps prove that you can do whatever you want unconsciously, consciously, whatever. There doesn't have to be any challenge to being a retro group. It's like, you know, I don't know. I don't think there are any more challenges to being Beyonce or something. If you listen to a lot of music on the radio today, not that you guys are necessarily trying to make radio music, but if you listen to a lot of those records that are put out today, they don't use a lot of the sounds that you guys use on this record. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, And I think that... uh, maybe that makes it more uh, makes me feel better about working in this time period like you know I'd I'd rather do it um, do the when kind of music different. yeah when it's when it's different than do it when everybody's doing it and stuff but it's just uh, whatever works for the song right if we had songs that would sound better produced like a Bruno Mars song then we'd do them like that you know our songs sound good this way. All right. At this point in the show, usually I'd play an older track. You guys put out a record before Do Hollywood. That record was called What We Know. You guys have kind of disavowed that record in other interviews. So I'd love you guys to talk about that. Um, well, we just didn't want it to be a debut record, you know, because um, we didn't feel like we really had our uh, stuff together. Um, but... I, I can listen to it and I can see where my head was at at the time and I think it's, you know, I don't hate it or anything. So um, I don't care if you play something off that, but I don't know where you're going to find it. <laughs> well, I could find it if I want or you or your tour manager could email me the track you guys choose to play. We don't even have the files, so <laughs> it's, true. it's on YouTube I feel if bad. you want to play a low-quality version of it. I feel bad because... It shouldn't be that low-quality, though. I feel bad because people um, who heard us when we first put that on Bandcamp will ask me about it and I want to send them it because they want to hear it and I don't want to uh, you know take that away from them or anything but I just don't have it on my phone and we're on tour so I, I don't have a... it's also perfectly fine with us anybody out there or you uh, if you want to illegally download it if you can find it we don't care we're not selling it because I don't think it should be on Spotify next to this album or on a album rack next to this album or something because it's just not that great so but if you want to hear it you can hear it you know 
I get where you're coming from, so should I play a track from that record? If you want to do it, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. I appreciate it. And I will, but I'm asking you guys what you want. Oh, um... Play it. Yeah, play it. F it. Play it. So what song should I play? Sorry. Uh, play, um... Soothe, is that okay? No. No, no. Let's... Uh, let's play the corners. Uh, oh, cor- I was the corners behind. I was locked behind. It doesn't even make sense. When I was there. <laughs> That's what the song is called. Yeah. The corners I was locked behind. interview show this is scott wood your host we just heard a track from a record by a band called the lemon twigs and this record is almost disavowed by the band what was the track called 
It's called the corners I was locked behind when I was there. And it's funny because we disavowed it, but here we are telling you to play it. Well, we're telling you to play it because we're not ashamed of it. It's just whatever, you know. Another secret of the Lemon Twigs is that you guys were both one's child actors. An actor will take a script and work with a director to come up with a character. You guys are musicians and sort of assume a persona on stage. Are those two things at all similar? Sure, but I think I think that with music, it's it's uh, it's so much uh, it's so simple if you're if you're good at it. And you just you just play the songs that you want, and then you move however you want to. I don't I don't see it as a persona on stage. I see it as like I see what people find entertaining, and that I'm capable of doing. And I'd rather be entertaining than not. Than not. So yeah. Well, when I'm playing a, a song that I wrote. Um, I'm usually I feel like I'm more honest with myself when I'm writing something than if I'm just kind of walking around talking to people because you you sometimes feel anxious or something or you try to act like people you feel like they want you to act but in a song you can just like you know you have nothing to lose really and it's easier to tell the truth in a song for me than it is to just kind of lie in a song so uh, when I'm like performing it I feel like I'm kind of taking over that what I was feeling um, in that song. It might feel like acting, but it's really, it comes out as something more truthful than, than if I was acting and playing someone else. But Yeah, but I mean, you got nothing to lose either way. It's like, you know, you can do whatever you, you want. It's just with acting, people depend on you a little bit. And with music, if it's your own project, it's like you really can do whatever you want. When you're acting, if they choose you, then you kind of can do whatever you want because they chose you for that for you you know but i don't know man there's still more cooks in the in the kitchen when yeah, you're acting right. you know you have directors and other other actors and stuff so i think that it's time for us to play another track by the lemon twigs i'm trying to add up played more brian songs so then let's play a michael song let's pick one uh, do you think we should do high and low or high and low so why did you choose high and low because uh, i don't i haven't seen anybody write about it online or anything and I, I don't know. I, I probably have listened to it the least, so I'm probably the least sick of it. Not in the very same house as my own mom, girl. Not in the very same house as my own dad. Now I only wish I could go back, baby.
Now I'm gonna go ahead and bring the sweet bass and drums. To the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard High and Low by a band called the Lemon Twigs. That song was written by Michael and he introduced it before. He said that he chose it because he hasn't seen anybody write about it online. <laughs> so, Brian, if you were going to write about it online, what would you say? I'd say it was trash. <laughs> it's complete trash. No, I, would, I wouldn't say this because a reviewer would not have demoed this song. But when we demoed the song... Um, I remember not really um, thinking it was kind of like one of the weaker songs on the record. But then like when we added all the string overdubs and uh, all the synths and stuff that ended up on the track, I thought it really stood out for me because it ended up so different from how it started. So What a nice thing to say. We're talking about the record Do Hollywood today. You guys wrote all the songs separately, so there's five from one brother, there's five from the other brother. You guys have said in many interviews that for the next record you guys are going to try writing together. So how has that been going? It's gone great. We write together well and we... Uh go to each other when we have uh, when we get stumped you know we used to just be too proud to do it but I think it's making our songs better for sure yeah I think. I think that it would be awesome to hear both of you guys sing on a track but I'd love first for you guys to talk about this humbling that has allowed you to finally write together uh, it would well, just, I think we just saw that the, our, the best bands in the world did that and why we are not any better than them you know we're worse <laughs> yeah the Beach Boys the Beatles Bee Gees the, the Bee Gees um Give a couple more that people haven't heard you talk about. Well, I would say in a, like, the Kinks is like a, an example of someone that, that didn't do he's that. He's too proud to let his brother sing on the on the songs, and then he doesn't, and he's too proud to even let him uh, write that many songs. So, so uh, I don't I mean, know, but it works fine because that band is awesome, but I, I would like to have seen what happened with, what, what happened if, if Dave Davies maybe had written wrote. more songs or whatever. Because like a song like are great. Strangers on uh, Lola, or that record, it's got a long title. But um, that's such an amazing song, and that was written by Dave Davies, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be good for us. We haven't recorded these songs yet. Um, we've only demoed them, but I'm excited about the next record a lot. So what's been the biggest learning opportunity about writing songs together? Um, it's kind of like... It has a lot more to do with uh, 
doing stuff that really makes sense rather than just doing it because you had some idea had to do idea, it. Had that idea, right. Um, so it's making us a little bit more conscious about what we're doing, but I think only in a positive way, and I think it'll have a better effect on the whole record coming, feeling like a very, something that you can really see where it's going and more of a... It's kind of like the reverse evolution of the Beatles, kind of, right? Because the Beatles, in the beginning, thought about it, and they were like conscious and then they decided that their ideas were like really good and they should just let themselves you know go but we're just trying something different that's all you know we've done some one thing for a while so we're going to try something different lemon twigs you guys are brothers you're young you're starting off in your career as musicians i'd love you to talk about a musician whose career you'd like to emulate and you can't pick beatles or beach boys or any of those people who are impossibly big um i think leonard cohen uh for those who don't know, who is Leonard Cohen? Oh, I, I think people will know. But uh, Actually, he's yeah. an amazing uh, songwriter. I mean, um, he's an amazing songwriter, yes. And he, and he plays a mean nylon string guitar. Well, uh, also he wrote, you know, Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, featured on the Shrek uh, soundtrack the, uh, or whatever. But, um, but he's just, he has an amazing um, discography and... Uh, just the consistency of his um, creative output whenever, whenever he decided to put out a record um, is just very inspiring and you know e- even his new his new record and he's like in his 80s or whatnot and uh, the fact that you know it's still so good is just the best I that's my goal alright so that's one brother's answer what's Michael's answer um probably Alex Chilton from Big Star and for those who don't know, he was in the box tops, and the, which who, they did the letter, and then uh, he was in Big Star, and they did. Uh, I'll say, they did in the street the Cheap Trick covered, and that's the theme song to that '70s show. So you'd probably you college kids, you'd probably know that. And then, uh, so what is it about his career that you especially admire? Well, he really wasn't too successful, but. I, I just like that he did whatever he wanted the whole his whole career and when he got sick of doing one thing he did something else and even his output isn't that consistent like Brian said about Leonard Cohen but it's not about that for me I just want to be doing whatever I want to do awesome guys thank you very much for spending some time with me today I really appreciate it it's been a fun interview it's the end of the show and I let my guest pick one of their own songs to play what song would you guys like the listeners to hear that we haven't heard already uh, why, why do you want to tell me what yeah why are you guys whispering it's an interview we got it because we have to decide together do we oh we do well it's one the last song and then we should not one of us should just decide oh okay so yeah we'll, we'll do Haramata and why Haramata because to me it's the it's a interesting one that is is uh, different to the other tracks and I think we might extrapolate on on that sound of our group in the future so this song is a direction that the lemon twigs will probably take in the future yeah, yeah and I think it's 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 a good defining track it's got a classical element to it guys thank you very much for being on my show thank, thank you, you for you. having us I knew-
Yeah.